0: Hello and welcome to DKI, Digital Era Entertainment's weekly anime podcast. This is episode number 149. I'm your host, Joel, and joining me live on the line, as always, it's Jace. How are you doing, Jace? Not bad. How are you? Doing pretty good. It is another Friday, and we are seeing the sunset on the winter 2023 season. That's what we're here to talk about today. It is our seasonal wrap-up show And while there's still one or two shows and maybe a handful that haven't aired their final episodes. And for me, there's a handful that I watch dubbed that aren't going to get their finale for another couple weeks. We're still going to be talking about everything here in terms of just full season, uh, full spoiler warning that uh, after this point in time, there is going to be no spoiler warning. We are not going to hold back on any of the content for anything that is aired. So if you are uh, hearing Anything, as you're listening, that you don't want to get spoiled for, try skipping ahead a bit or just uh, hope, know uh, what you're getting into here.
1: Hope the sound effect doesn't come in too loud on this, but here's your spoiler warning sound mm-hmm. effect.
0: That sounds like a Star Trek beaming thing as opposed to like a klaxon. But anyway, that's uh, that's the Gundam warning sound. Oh, OK. No, no. Which Gundam's is appropriate, next given week. Uh, next week. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say <laughs> a couple not quite weeks. yet. We'll get there soon, though. Yeah. But yes, uh, I want to go on and start just sort of from a high level view of the season that we've said several times actually that winter 2022, perhaps infamously here now, had no representatives in the 2022 top 10 of the year, and I don't remember if it even had anything in our honorable mentions. And going into this season, we were kind of glancing at it, saying, "All right, we don't know that uh, is it going to be sort of a trend because there aren't there weren't too many." heavy hitters in terms of expected shows the season anticipated shows and even in terms of returning shows there were really only two uh in terms of continuations one being the
1: eminence in shadow and i forget jace did you watch eminence at all i did although once the news like once the current season hit uh, it took a back burner so i haven't finished it because i I know it ran over it it. it was 20 episodes i heard it uh, well, cause, uh, Mother's Basement, of course, uh, did a video about it too. And, uh, I really did enjoy it. It's just trying to keep up with so much. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that as well. But starting with Eminence and Shadow, since it was one of these awkward shows that was like a season and a half, like you said, at 20 episodes, not the 24 yep. or twenty-six. It wrapped up about a month or so ago. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And frankly, I thought yeah. it just got better with time. And it was really cool yeah. to see Mother's Basement and a couple other pretty prominent anime YouTubers do some uh, videos on it. Because on the tin, it looks like a color by numbers power fantasy isekai. But this one just knew what it was doing and has yeah. quickly established itself in the upper echelons for me you know up there with overlord and a couple of the others so i am really really excited to uh see what i'm pretty sure has already been confirmed as a season
1: two yeah eminence and shadow was just a blast so I if you didn't get a think chance to sentai it. filmworks did say something about there being a season two initially uh when they announced it uh i think it was listed on uh high dive's website as season one um but at the time we didn't know how many episodes season one was uh it looked like it was going to be a 10 episode split into two cores for a season one and then it turned out to be just 20 contiguous episodes so uh
0: my guess is that they went there because that's how it cleanly lined up with the light novels in all likelihood yeah and frankly i'll take that that it left me wanting more i thought that everything they had they took ample time on I've sung the show's praises pretty thoroughly last season. I didn't bother doing much of a repeat this season, but now that it's over and done with, I do want to reconfirm that this second half of the first season continued to deliver, really solidified it, and that it is up there. Nothing has changed about and Shadow, in my opinion, on it. Go watch it.
1: Speaking of uh, things kind of cleaning house, uh, I have been doing some binge-watching of dubs to catch up for the upcoming season. Uh, I finished off Demon Slayer. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the sub because I don't think the dub will do it justice. Uh, Zenitsu, I heard is a very popular character, especially like based on polls in Japan. I hated his English dub so bad.
0: He's one of those characters that is meant to be annoying, but somehow finds himself also being endearing. I will agree with you on the character of Zenitsu. I am not super high on him, even in his dub, but it's entirely possible... And understandable that watching the sub might make yeah. it a little less grating. There's just something about hearing those types of whiny, awkward characters. I have that opinion from Yasa in My Hero. He of just, was of, uh, yeah, it I mean, that is
1: another one, but I feel like Zenitsu is worse because he was a whiny he was an overly horny crybaby. And that's what really got on my nerves. I'm just like, uh, and then, and then when he sleepwalks, he becomes the badass, and you just go, Kid, because somebody just permanently knock him out cold, like, or will this yeah. be his story arc? Will he just learn to sleepwalk through life? You know, and if that's the yeah. case, that's kind of a sad story arc because yeah. who wants to sleepwalk through life? But anyway, uh, I digress. Shonen, actually, um, um, the, um, so I also while, caught up on another Shonen, uh, Eden Zero, which I uh, am, I am angry to say, it is a Netflix exclusive anime. I watched all 24 20- Five episodes of that first season, only to find out Netflix did not renew it for the second season. So it's airing in Japan on television. And there's no word on if we're going to get season two of Eden Zero. Grr! What the f- oh, This well, is why I hate. Oh my God. Um, I will say that, like,
0: I legitimately don't know Jack about that in terms of internals. You know, polite reminder, I do. Uh, technically worked for Netflix and gaming division. Uh, I have zero insight on this, uh, but I'll just remind you, Netflix has inconsistent release methods of just its combination of factors that go into it. But some shows- It is a a TV series. It's not an ONA. So mm -hmm.
1: this will probably be something that drops. Yeah, this will probably be a batch drop, which if that's the case, well, you know- I don't know, but uh and I've been catching up on Ranking of Kings, which uh while it's not really good, um, not really my cup of tea, but you know, it's still enjoyable. I don't know. Like I just I'm not as invested in it as I was invested, say, in Eden Zero. I don't know if it's the art style per se or what. Um I, I described it to a friend recently as uh a uh what if Studio Ghibli handled Game of Thrones, kind of? Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a lot of parallels with certain characters. Uh, you know, re- I I even was cracking a few jokes as I'm watching it because, like, the scene where Boji's trying to uh, climb down the tower, and I'm just going, oh, no, not another brunette kid getting pushed out of a tower by a blonde kid or ah. a blonde person. You know, like, I, I, I couldn't help but keep drawing parallels here and there. It's a good series. I'm just not super invested in it the way that like Eden Zero drew me in or even uh, the action in Demon Slayer is what drew me into that one Mm -hmm. and less the characters until the most recent arc. So um, yeah, Ranking of Kings is the next thing I'm going through. And then if I do have time before the next season gets its start, Dr. Stone will be the next one that I plow through because I've heard great things about that series. Pretty good. And with only yeah. two seasons,
0: there's not a ton to catch up on. But back yeah. to stuff for the winter 2023 now, season. One of the continuing shonens that I've been keeping up with, well, one of the few that has act that was the other really big hitter this season, My yeah. Hero Academia. And holy
1: they are so hurtling good. in, They are hurtling at tremendous speeds towards a finale season. And while the manga is also moving towards a finale, the question is, they immediately announced new season. They didn't say when, but they immediately announced season seven in production. Oh, yeah, of course, there's and no sense in delaying that. Everyone knows Hero Academia The problem is, <laughs> is it moving too fast where it's going to catch up to the manga? That's what I'm afraid so. of. I... I'm very confident
0: that for this one, for it being such a big series, I'm sure they have this plotted out. I'm not going yeah. to make mental cycles worrying, oh, are they going to mess this up? That
1: uh, if, if I just don't, it, me, don't I want them to attack pretty. on Titan final season, this with like <laughs> My Hero Academia, the final season, part I'm seven, so part be two.
0: I'm happy to say that Hero Academia season numbering has been totally logical. It's just yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, very clean. Uh, yeah. they had some variants and one was like 12 episodes and i think there was one or two that was 24 but they branded yeah. them very simply and in those cases there was minimal downtime between the seasons so, yeah yeah so Hero academia but, has done right by us on that and yeah. i just say season six this is a season i've been very good about avoiding spoilers yeah but i heard <laughs> pun half intended, I suppose, with the attack on time reference, I heard rumblings of folks saying the stuff that happens this season is really good, really intense, and it delivered this is oh yeah, my hero has continued to deliver at one of the highest levels. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. it deserves the hype. it's yeah difficult to comprehend how can something deserve the hype when it is so hyped it's just damn good and the fact that it's only i say only quote unquote but it's only about 125 episodes yeah it feels like it's every episode means something it is not dragging there has never been true filler.
1: i it, mean it depending so, on the kind of content you like in a shonen series some stuff is a little bit more i guess you could say skippy you know like the earlier stuff with the school and everything like that. While I get that it's you know the title it's, of the show, it's My important Hero Academia, establishing stuff. That it's is, establishing stuff, but it's also the sort of thing that like if you want to kind of breeze by it as no, quick as I, possible. I think
0: that if you skip the early seasons, you are going to completely miss out on the resonance of the emotional beats later in the series. That, uh,
1: I yeah, if you're going to, I feel like they're just time, skippable episodes or like. Multi episode little bits and pieces where you go, I've seen this trope in anime enough that I don't need to watch another nah, school festival this, story. This is one where I'm
0: going to actually firmly, firmly disagree, Jace. That I actually think that the school festival tournament arc is actually one of the best seasons. I think it's actually just the best tournament arc. No, not, tournament not, arc not, not the tournament,
1: not the tournament, just the, fe- oh, we're going to make a band oh, and we're going to do a performance. Okay. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm talking I, about is things some like that. Really important character bits that play into later seasons and episodes where they actually refer mm. to it. It's one of
1: those things that it's, there are I feel they do a good enough job though. Off. I feel like they do a good enough job that even if say you skip the episode that they give you enough of the feeling about what happened in it though. Like <sighs> it's one of those things where um, it's delivered in a way where you still feel it, even if you didn't see it. I feel like somebody watching My Hero Academia can get into the current season of the show, not knowing anything about it. They do explain along the way because shonens have a habit. It's the trope. Oh, if you of jump the commentators. However, season six, on the other hand, season six jumps right into it. Like it was meant to be. A continuation from season five if i had not binged through those first five seasons yeah i would have been lost okay
0: yeah I, I, for a moment i thought you were saying that someone could jump into season six i was like i do not season think so. six <laughs> is not that
1: but any of the previous seasons i feel they do a good enough job of doing that exposition because my hero has somehow avoided the shonen trope of explain everything as it's going on despite the action showing it all because my god (laughs) i have watched so much within such a short period of time within the past six months that like god jojo uh freaking the early seasons of my hero the early seasons of of uh and, and some of the bits of uh uh demon slayer I am really getting burnt out on the characters having to explain everything as it's going on. (laughs) I kind of wish because anime is such a visual and active medium that they could kind of move beyond such heavy detailed narration in some points from characters giving color commentary to the point where you could just kind of go like, what am I paying attention to here? Like, if I want to pay attention to color commentary, I'll watch wrestling. (laughs) (laughs)
0: you know bottom line my hero still one of the best in the business still good if you if you aren't in on it this is one that is worth investing the time in and like i said at 126 episodes it's a commitment but you're not getting into one piece you're not getting into you're not getting into naruto (laughs) Naruto. so anyways let's then go on to a couple of the ones let's start with the low lights and work our way up so first i'm just going to go over a couple of the ones that i outright dropped um these there weren't well actually i guess there was one that i felt was just bad but it wasn't bad for the normal reasons and that's fire hunter and fire Mm. hunter is a tragedy of production
1: yeah you see
0: as early as episode two them skimping on the budget you get the type of scenes that you got at the end of neon genesis evangelion where they just go to stills and voiceover yeah episode two that feels like a cardinal sin and the fact that the series only ended up having 10 episodes I would bet good money that they were supposed to have a dozen and that they cut back. That It was just painful to watch see, and see done so bad that there was a interesting world at play and yeah. they just couldn't get into it. And every time they started to get into it, there was, like I said, these still scenes or these really egregious animation shortcuts that... I'm not yeah. that picky about animation. I will call out good animation when I see it. I'm generally forgiving of when it's not the cleanest. But this was bad. So I'm sad for yeah. Fire Hunter. Another one that I dropped, not for lack of quality, it just didn't quite grip me, was kind of The Great Snow Sea. It was okay, and it was right yeah. on the
1: cusp for me. Yeah, same it- here. Like, both of those shows were shows I dropped about five episodes in, yeah, or less yeah. in the but case of characters I could of see
0: Hunters. myself going back to kinda at some point if I get the desire to. That Polygon Pictures has quickly established themselves. I would call them second to Studio Orange in terms mm. of CG animation. Yeah. And I mean that as a very significant compliment. The, the plot at hand was okay. It just kind of dragged for me and with a lot of other stuff going on and about 10 other series that I was actively watching, it was just yeah. a bit too easy for me to say I don't feel compelled to finish this one out i think that was about all oh the other one that i technically dropped though certainly not of my own volition was misfit of demon king academy 2 and that is because studio silverlink halted the production after six episodes uh from what it sounds like there was a bad outbreak of covid in the studio Mm, and it just set them back so far that they needed my guess is they needed to put those people to next season's projects yeah. so they said all right we're gonna cut our losses on demon king i hope they finish it out i hope they continue it because it was con- i i would almost say that season two was shaping up to be better than season one uh and i mm. adored demon king academy i was really sad to see that stop but it stopped after six episodes like i said it, it is what it is and uh i hope they can get back to it i think that's all in terms of the drops i had this season any others yeah. for you
1: um, that was really about it. I actually managed to stick with one that would be mostly skippable for people, um, if they couldn't get into the idle stuff. And this is uh, where I said I had a rant in mind, and I'm going to keep this brief because this is something that I do harp on frequently on Crunchyroll specifically. And that's Technoroid Overmind is billed as an idle anime. Now, is it exclusively an idle anime? No, we deal with. The concept of artificial intelligence, uh, the legality of what is what constitutes a life because they are androids. Uh, We go into some Astro Boy type territory. It takes a very dark turn. Uh, Basically, that dark turn that you see in the post credit sequence. Episode one starts paying off more. Uh, I say watch episode one, then skip to episode eight, because uh, we get a little bit more of that anti-robot racism type stuff um, where um, uh, I'm just going to call them by color. Uh, Blue boy gets shot and they have to save his life. So they uh, dig into his memory because they basically shot him in the equivalent of the hard drive. And, uh, you know, we get a clip show. Um, Oh, no. and that's where I say you can skip the majority of the show because you get the clip show episode where they're trying to recover his memories. Um, and also you get a massive exposition dump, the mystery of the white guy. He is an Android made by the guy who made them. That guy was also the kid's father. Like, And basically we get a sort of Astro Boyish type situation. This dude was a AI professor who didn't get laid and had a thing for his co who helped him out. He made an artificial intelligence based off of her because he had a thing for her and didn't know how to communicate it. And guess what? I'm getting
0: married. If only you could see the expression I'm making right now, Jace. I, yeah. You, you, as soon as you but got to, had a thing for his co and stuff, I just sort of had to tune out. Uh, it yeah. was a combination of tuning here's, out and also
1: trying to comprehend what Here's stuff, the thing- right? Here's where it gets really messed up. (laughs) I'm going to cash in my one right here. Marissa and I both were like, what the? This guy takes the obsession a little too far because horrible accident happens due to uh, a anti-robot group sabotaging something, killing the girl and her husband, leaving the child she had in his care. This guy doesn't know the first thing about kids. He was trying to make an AI Uh, He thinks that there are four pillars to make a uh, proper AI or raise a human. And he decides that he wants to help raise this child to be the best human ever. So he enlists the help of four people who embody, I guess it was like caring. uh, He literally recruited virtues. Yeah, basically four people who are supposed to be virtues. And these guys raise the kid until another horrible accident happens, a car crash or something, and these four guys are left close to dead. Meanwhile, this guy is trying to figure out how to upload a brain into a computer and is having horrible health consequences on him, leaving him close to dead. So he's basically killing himself. The four guys who are supposed to take care of the kid, well, they're able to save the kid's life, but he decides to hack into the hospital's cameras, sneak in, download these guys' brains, Killing them in the process and turn them into robots who will then secretly one day meet up with the kid and raise the kid anyway. See what I mean? The wild roller coaster we I... get to to get to the final episodes where, yes, we're going to have the two idol bands compete. And if they win, androids gain access to the heart program and become sentient and can live amongst human beings. And it's like. Wow, those Learn last me. five episodes are a roller coaster. Skip two through seven, jumped from one to eight, and then just watch those last five and play a drinking game or something for how obtuse and weird it gets. But my biggest issue in that finale is the last song they sing for that competition is a arrangement of the theme song, which halfway through the series, Crunchyroll suddenly went, hey, let's subtitle the theme song and credits theme. Okay, that was nice. But they're not singing the same lyrics. And the lyrics most likely have to do with the journey the characters go through of building their hearts through their experiences they have with the arts and the people around them. And I'm just sitting there through the concert going, this is pretty, this is emotional, it's well sung. I wish I knew what the hell they were singing because it's part of the freaking story.
0: So much for a short rant.
1: Wow, uh, okay, that, that. that's the TLDR right there about the music. But yeah, the show is a roller coaster. Skip the majority of it. Watch the last five episodes, maybe have a few drinks uh, and you'll be able to say, wow. Yeah. I did not expect this anime to go in those places.
0: <laughs> All right, yeah, that, that's your one cashed-in rant right there, Jason. We do have a yeah. bunch to go through, but uh, pardon me if I'm not particularly enthused. You've got to a, you've got a watch. rant
1: for. Uh, oh yeah, we'll, we'll card, get, we'll right? get,
0: we'll get there. Yeah, but <laughs> okay. Uh, pardon me if I'm not particularly eager to go and watch Technoroid Overmind, given that description of a roller coaster that sounds. Not that fun, and forgive me for not being super gung-ho about the concept of civil rights hanging in the balance of American Idol and finding that (laughs) much more dystopian than heartwarming. Sorry, I mean, no, I will pass. You
1: know, it's it's not, it's a heartwarming in the least bit. Like I said, it is a roller coaster made up of flaming dumpsters, but you know what? Yeah. With a few drinks, you can have a little fun with it, I guess. All
0: right, there were three <laughs> series that were other continuing ones, not quite as uh, perhaps... Anticipated as My Hero Academia, but that I was watching. The first was Beaufort. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. Season two. This was one that actually got. It was our number ten or number nine spot a couple years ago. Season two was more the same, and I'll admit I didn't love it as much as season one. That it Mm -hmm. was, it was a lot of the same. It didn't feel like there was a ton of progression. It was cute and fluffy. It it started getting to be a watch that I felt more out of obligation, hoping it would get better because it didn't get worse. It didn't get worse. Which show is this? Because I, there are a lot of,
1: okay, yeah, uh, no, because I haven't seen uh, season one yet. so. And
0: it was fine, but it was definitely the bottom tier for me and it was dangerously close to being cut a few times. It was just fun enough for me to continue with it as a palate cleanser between, but uh, I wish they had done a bit more new stuff. But at the same time, I'll probably still watch Season 3. Like I said, at the very least, it didn't go off the rails in a bad way. It was just not advancing in the ways I'd hoped. Uh, Another one, Inspector, continued in its Mm -hmm. own way at its same pace. But since it does something different, that before is one long, contiguous story of these uh, friends playing their game as the game goes through updates and patches and whatnot. Whereas Inspector is the, well, Inspector's of Supernatural stuff. I've compared it to Haruhi Suzumiya meets Monogatari, and that was just more of the same, but in a good way, because they run in two to five-episode arcs, and they're relatively self-contained. There That is some stuff that is working towards a broader narrative, but since each mini-arc is always fresh and new, they're always doing new things in a way that Bofori was not of... It was just doing more of the same... Uh, you know, all right, I'm very strong and I beat the things that there's always new twists and turns for every new mystery, a la Sherlock Holmes and, you know, other well-written mysteries. So Inspector did the same thing, but in a very good way where I was always delighted to tune in every week. The other Mm -hmm. one is Bungo Stray Dogs season four, super loving that one as always, thrilled to tune in every week. They had a really, really interesting arc this season that brought a lot of the characters into some new places opened up with a four three or four episode mini arc that actually filled in a story from the past which was really nice for giving context and just sort of helped bring me back into the world after a year year and a half off so yeah. bungo stray dogs if you watched it and are considering getting back into it highly recommended they have kept up the quality maybe even surpassed their previous highs So those are the continuations. Now getting on to the new ones. And like you said, I have a bit of a rant. Here's my rant, and I'll try to keep it short. High Card is one of the most disappointing shows I've seen in a very long time because it has a cool world, a cool concept, great production values, good characters, and in my opinion, completely bungled the climax scene of this season. Mm. The big thing for me is have some consistency in your world building and your writing, I don't. I will forgive a level of Deus Ex Machina in your finale, and I will forgive an amount of the rule of cool. But the the big final arc for this season, like we said, full spoilers, is yep. that uh, Chris is trying to use the four of a kind of fives to heal his sister. He himself had been healed by his father, and when his father used the four-of-a-kind X-Hand, his father died. And now Chris is trying to basically sacrifice himself for his sister. Now, one, when we see the flashback of Chris being saved by his father, the X-Hand played out effectively in a matter of seconds. That The thing was activated, big glow, glow dissipates, father falls down, Chris wakes up. In the finale, we see Chris start basically what it's like a ritual and you see the, like this big power-up scene and it's just taking its time seems to be powering up for two plus minutes and mm, yeah the the heroes are on the other side of the city and they're trying to race and they realize oh we're not going to make it even though in terms of time from the flashback it should have been over and done with ages ago and then the big thing that they do to uh save the day basically is finn uses his gun and shoots one of the cards from some 10 miles away yeah (laughs) magic gun (laughs) but this has never been a power or ability that has been described for finn in the entirety of the series his thing has always been he has a gun and he can shoot straight yes he doesn't have super homing and targeting lock-on abilities that all right you can shoot straight But the fact that he is able to, with no sight, just, you know, with his eyeball, able to aim and perfectly pinpoint a card at the top of a moving Ferris wheel from... (laughs) You can see this distance. This isn't a mile. This is multiple miles. He has never attempted a shot like that in the entirety of the series and saying, oh, I have this perfect homing. But then on top of that... The logic played out is oh he shoots one of the cards and disturbs the x-hand changing it from a four of a kind to a three of a kind and since it was only a three of a kind he only transferred half of his life so chris still lived and his sister was able to be mostly healed so they both live at the end of the day yay how had nobody found this information we had the information the player the characters knew that a four of a kind had this ability if a four of a kind can happen like think about odds in poker. For every time a a four-of-a-kind happens, three-of-a-kind happens exponentially more. Are you telling me that when this secret society that has all this information from all this past history and knows what a a four-of-a-kind does, which is obviously going to be a rare occurrence, has never heard of a a three-of-a-kind and that this person who knows enough about the cards to know how to use a a four-of-a-kind never knew about a a three-of-a-kind and that, oh, I can use a a three-of-a-kind and not die? that is threefold screwing up the most climactic moment of the season and completely ruined the season for me like it
1: yeah ending no, a to me a lot
0: and seeing them just whiff on multiple axes with their own world building and mechanics
1: character knowledge and abilities it feels so deflating it feels rushed like there's 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 pacing to action, there's pacing to story. And while the pace of the action in the scene goes hard, the story and like explanation behind all of that seemed like it was just like boom, 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 boom. And I'm like I wasn't like, even bothered with the pacing. I thought it was fast but fine. See, I feel like that arc and all of that like explaining and you know the whole like Five of a, you know, four of a kind versus three of a kind, and that all could have been handled over, say, three or four episodes. I feel like it could have been a whole act within a three-act structure of a season. You know, four episodes per act. I feel like this could have been an arc of its own, I, I and not just. Have... I felt like they kind of crammed it into two episodes. I Maybe feel like they tops, actually made it,
0: but. I feel like they had four plus episodes because they spent the first couple episodes earlier establishing Chris and his sister. They had a whole episode dedicated to them at the amusement park and that whole mm-hmm. side story there that they it wasn't four contiguous episodes of an arc, it
1: was split up. But it was Chris's I, sudden turn to be like, "Surprise, I've been hoarding these cards the whole time." Like well, they that, had the
0: who's the whole time. No, cuz they had the moment of him stealing the card on the boat. They mm. had the they spent a half episode on the flashback establishing what his father did. There was mm. four plus episodes dedicated to this arc. It wasn't all in present day, and it wasn't all in the heel turn, but they showed the full logic and continuity of his heel turn and played it mm. out just fine, I feel, actually,
1: yeah. I don't know. It's just I feel like it they didn't pay it enough attention per se. You know, to the fact that the world building with the rival organizations and, you know, the, the story about the king and the cards. Well, they're saving that, that stuff. for season two. I, they're saving that for season two. But I feel like because they're saving that for season two and it's going to be such a big emphasis, it was still the majority of the emphasis for this season. And as such, I just feel like if they were a little bit more laser focused, that maybe it might not have felt so out of the blue. I, I don't uh, know like i, I, feel I like... guess we'll,
0: we'll have to agree to disagree there i don't think it was yeah. out of the blue at all but we have a bunch of other it's shows bottom line is but... for for different reasons yeah. we both were severely disappointed by high card i'm gonna watch season two because like i said there's some really cool stuff but i'm that single moment that two minute sequence was very uniquely deflating as Mm. a viewer i hope they don't do that again because the rest of the season was very strong in my opinion but on to other things buddy daddies i'm a few episodes behind because i've been watching the dub and i'm caught up on the dub because i'm watching for emmy who is playing uh miri and she's having a blast playing it but that means that i'm a bit behind buddy daddies has been a solid b for me that uh there's a couple bits of it that i wish were I wish they gave a bit more emphasis to the spy part and there's been just a lot of the family comedy and that's fine. I would have liked it to be a bit more one-to-one. It feels like it's been a bit lopsided, but that's just my personal taste. I don't think there's been anything bad or that it's been weak storytelling. It's just not in this flavor balance. It's a bit on the side of the one that I didn't prefer, but if that's what you're looking for in a series, Buddy Daddy is still a very, very strong show.
1: Yeah, I I'd say it's a solid B tier, B plus, maybe it stuck its landing better than high card. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with you that if I had to give it a I I'd say it's two-thirds slice of life, one-third spy assassin stuff. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, spy family struck that balance perfectly. Buddy Daddies leans a little too hard into abenomics. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Oh, uh, uh, and and while that's not a bad thing, it wasn't what I expected per se out of it. Um, yeah. you know, but High Card missing its landing bumped Buddy Daddies up a little bit in my rankings. It's it's for me, Ice Guy Cool colleague wound up overtaking high carded my top five mm. it, it was a very well done very it, it was it was it was comfort food it was a good rom-com very wholesome um and while some might complain oh but there was no kiss there was no connection there wasn't an ending and it's like the manga hasn't ended there's always going to be room to make more money you know? And, uh, so if they wanted to, yes, there was an ending. Yes, it was satisfying, but because we didn't get that payoff. Yeah. I'd be willing to watch a season two. And that's why with high card missing the landing, uh, and I'd say ice guy, boom, just got that bump up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, and high card, dropped down um for me
0: saving eighty thousand gold in another world for my retirement was that comfort food show for me that this was a fun pseudo slice of life but also played into a bit of the economics but also into its own flavor of overpowered power fantasy isekai but it's powered in terms of business and product having that all right when the main character has access to good modern packaged food and can prepare it at ease and have yeah. it be better than the most gourmet handmade food of the, the medieval era stuff. yeah <laughs> that it's just so easy no so stat buffs uh, i think that's campfire cooking that you're thinking of oh okay that this is a uh, saving 80,000 gold um I really enjoyed it. Nothing stellar. I'm not going to say you have to watch this show. It's doing things that's never been done before. But if it looked like it was to your taste, you're going to have a good time with it. It's yeah. not going to make any top 10 list for me. Uh, going on to one that was a bit stronger. Did you end up finishing Villainous Lisa And uh, No, I didn't. It was really good. Uh, they, uh... they stuck the landing, and it had what feels like just an ending. In 12 yeah. episodes, they told a con- a complete and satisfying story. I felt myself tearing up at the end of episode 12 because it was, with these types of series, you usually get two, three seasons, or at least can tell, all right, there's more in the light novel and we're not going to get a true ending. They, I can think of ways that they could make more, that they could do a season yeah. two. But at the same time, if you told me, because I haven't bothered looking up if there's more of the source material. If you told me that those twelve episodes worth of material was the entirety of the series, I'd say, yeah, I believe you, and I was satisfied. It was solid. It was a B plus for me, not quite bringing to A minus territory. But when we've been getting more and more of these villainess stories, this one is a little bit above the average. And the fact mm-hmm. that it has its beginning, middle, and end in one season, I'm not sure if I've seen a villainess story that has finished completely in one season like this so yeah props to uh endo and kobayashi with villainous lisa Lote, really strong series any that you want to
1: call out next jace um well while they left it open for a season two i felt like because of the down note that it ended on if there was a season two i probably wouldn't follow up with it, it would be sugar apple fairy tale um it felt like Our heroine gets screwed over in every situation, either in a horrible predicament or some sort of backstabbing or, you know, and in every single situation, she's got to prove herself, step up, this, that and the other, you know, and now we just, you know, plunge the dagger in and twist it in the finale where... You know, this this girl who's in a high ranking family involved in the uh, manufacturing of the uh, the silver sugar um, saw the uh, uh, the backstabbing and betrayal going on because apparently and they didn't explain this in the first half of the season. But in the latter half, it's like, oh, uh, it's mostly a man's job to do this sort of thing. It's like, wh- what? What? you know, and, and so she's looked down upon by the guys in this shop as they try to mass produce the silver sugar, because there's a poor harvest this year. And, you know, oh, well, you know, we're going to kick you out now and, you know, take your sugar with you that you made on your own. Oh, but we secretly swapped her sugar for the mass produced stuff so that when they test it, she will be disqualified from the competition. You know, like, Every single time she gets backstabbed or something, you know, I'm just like, I got so sick and tired of seeing just one bad thing after another happen to a girl with a pure heart, you know, who wanted to do some nice artisanry, you know, and I was hoping that there would be a little bit more, uh, kind of drama poured in about her guardian, uh, you know, Chalfontshell the the. Uh, beautiful long black-haired guardian uh, fairy that she had originally hired but then like you know
0: and just the questionable oh but I'm a good slave owner type of yeah, thing Yeah because
1: because the thing is is like she gave him his wing back you know and it's like okay fine After I'll stick around
0: exploiting and, him and using him as a slave
1: until he was no longer of necessary Didn't even use him for that per se because she would just like please save me And he's like, no, I'm not going to do it because you said, please, you have my wing. Tell me to do it. So he's a Sundere slave.
0: (laughs) No, no, I'm I'm not even going to call him that. that He's aware that he's being treated as a commodity and he's trying to make the person using him. And she didn't want to treat him like that. And frankly, I think that's her fault that she's still participating
1: in. Well, she gives the wing back to him and she's used him. Well, <laughs> fair enough to a degree. Um, it's it's what winds up happening is that girl who has the information on the betrayal uh, basically only gives that information up because Shaw gives his wing to her because this girl just wants him as a vanity object and has the hots for him. And so Shaw leaves the main character hanging. And yes, she wins her award, but now she's left without her fairy, you know, guardian. And it's just like, wow, what another freaking downer! Like, I, I just, well, yeah, uh, I can't, I can't suggest that. Like, please give me something more uplifting that maybe I can check out before the end of the year.
0: <laughs> One that I really enjoyed. Now we're getting into the stuff that I actively thought was good. Spy Classroom. Yeah. Okay. Just firing on all cylinders. It's clear that there's going to be a season two. It has already been confirmed. But okay. for a first season, I got everything I wanted, the story, the characters. They did some funky stuff with the ordering that they had this first mission, but then after the episodes of the first mission, they went back to show some more of the preparation of the first mission and then fast forwarded <clears> again. And I think part of this was that they wanted the good three episode hook of the first mission and yeah, not to drag yeah. it out. So I can I can respect the concept at play. It was a bit weird, but didn't detract ultimately. And the way that it ended and they moved forward with the last several episodes was good. Uh, I'm very happy that the romantic feelings that one of the girls has for their mentor is soundly and explicitly rejected. <laughs> and that we're not falling into that trap. And just, you know, it is understandable that a student yeah. can become infatuated with their instructor their mentor who they look up to and i'm just very happy that that mentor who has a variety of social cue issues just shuts her down in no uncertain terms but also says i would love for you to be my family and i think that for the way that they are creating their team that is a wonderful thing there and uh, that they aren't going to fall into these you know awkward age gap traps here so Spy Classroom, also just stellar in terms of all the espionage. Really, really enjoyed it. Trigun, which in all technicality is eligible for an Anime of the Year slot because it is a a reboot, a beginning, a retelling a la uh, Fruits Basket, a la, uh, why am I blanking on the name, Uruseyatsura? Yatsura. Yep. I'm enjoying uh, revival, Trigun Stampede. so to speak. Yeah. I'm enjoying Trigun Stampede more than the original, and it's not particularly close. I understand that it's kind of sad that we lost Millie, but I think that Roberto De Niro actually has been a a great character, thoroughly enjoyed him and his place in the plot. The fact that they Mm. are focusing on the interaction of Knives and Vash and the plants and everything from the get-go, really getting deep with all of the storytelling, introducing new characters, and that it's not just a... Oh, tussle of the week type thing because that's what happened for the past, I'd say two thirds of original Trigon that it was just episode mm. of the week and yeah, yeah, it was yeah, fun and kooky and zany. But you know me, I will always prefer a strong contiguous story over episode. Yeah, and they're getting the funny thing year. is
1: that's what the original anime was. It was faithful to the manga. The majority of the manga was a lot of episode of the week and a lot of comedy. So I mean, yeah, if, if drama is your thing, and this the thing is, retelling of Trigon will be good. Yeah. But it's not, no, all it's, it's done it's been uh, a balance. Yeah, that's the thing. They, they found a balancing act. I do need to finish that because I was watching that uh, dubbed. So it was Same. on a several week delay. Yep, that's um, where
0: I am too. But I'm, even with two but, or three episodes to go, I'm more than confident saying that this has been an overperformer. And I can't wait to see uh, the next season that uh, it's very clear they're going to have probably about the same 26 episode run as the original and I'm all for it um I have one left but I'm gonna wait for it do you have anything else Jace
1: um I'm just gonna rattle off quickly Revenger it's again Urobuchi uh it, it plays out basically what if uh what if you took the stories of say um Tarantino you know of something like Jackie Brown Pulp Fiction you know sort of a Take a period piece, in this case, a samurai story set during the uh, uh, Bakamatsu period. So we're talking about opening of trade and drug smuggling, uh, specifically opium trade um, and very flashy revenge killings. It is a fun show. One season solid, 13 episodes. Very enjoyable. I like that one. I did Um, actually watch the first five episodes or so,
0: and then I wound up dropping it. And it was just it
1: that's the one thing's that a little thinking, slow at first yeah but the last few episodes it the it just hit really freaking well it stuck the landing uh for that question show. is yep. does this season have a
0: ending that is is it it is the end of the finite.
1: story it is the end of a story there will be no
0: continuation okay that makes me more likely to go back and finish it.
1: They they cannot uh, they cannot really continue the story because I have my guess. <laughs> the The arc of it is the drama behind Karimo Raizo. Uh, I'm probably butchering the name right now because I'm going off of memory. But the arc of it is the ex samurai. He is the crux of the story. He is the driving drama behind it in the opening uh, the the opium trade thing, and it's resolved by the end of the series. So it is okay. It is a nice open and shut one good 13 episodes or 12 episodes. I can't even remember um, because I'm going really fast from memory. Ningen Fushin left itself open for a second season. I am more than willing to join that adventure and adventuring party again. They are a very enjoyable group of people, um, you know, that they've got their demons, but The demons don't even make up the majority of the story. It's just about them kind of learning to trust each other and then trust other people around them and just become, you know, a, and I'm curious to see where it will end with the, this party will one day save the world. And you're going okay, well, I can see how, you know, they're becoming better, you know, party members and stuff like that. Um, a big bad hasn't entirely been revealed yet, but there's this secret magic, uh, uh, technology, so to speak, uh, these artificial intelligence type weapons that, uh, can take human forms, um, that are, that are like a lost art. Um, one of them is a main character, um, character. I I would I would adventure with Ningen Fusion again if they do a second season of that one. Um Giant Piece of Arse uh or as I was jokingly calling it Big Arse Beasts uh on High Dive. It's my High Dive pick of the uh, of uh the season. Um did leave itself open for a second season uh at the very end of it, but it is a nice uh cut and dry uh 12 episodes, uh great world building. Um, If you are a fan of any of the following, uh, Monster Hunter, Final Fantasy XIV, Attack on Titan, or uh, uh, Evangelion, you will probably enjoy some element of the show. Um, It is a very solid action. Feels like it would have fit in also if you got a nostalgic vibe for the uh, late 2000s era of adult swim and Tsunami type shows. Uh, it fits in very well with those two. Um, so very much um, that is, that is my pick from high dive from this season. Uh, that was my go-to show on that uh, streaming platform. Um, but the show that stuck its landing the best and the one that I loved the most this season, Tomo Chan is a girl.
0: I, okay i've seen that one ranked really highly on some of the uh like the anti-trends yeah lists and that sort of caught my eye in the middle of the season of oh it's ranked at like one or two
1: i didn't expect that it is a extremely satisfying rom-com that doesn't overstay its welcome and sticks its ending definitively in one season they could have dragged this thing out. They could have pulled a science fell in love or a Kaguya or anything and gone like four seasons with this premise, you know, of those are two this. very different shows you described right there. Well, I mean, I'm I know it's well, two different yeah. <laughs> shows, but I mean, sticking within a rom-com genre where rom-coms can kind of overstay their welcome over a will they or I will won't they fight
0: you if you were saying Kaguya overstayed its welcome.
1: I'm not, I'm not saying that show in particular. I'm just saying that a show it's, it's a problem of rom-coms that can overstay their welcome, uh, when they play too much with, will they, or won't they's and characters seem like they're together, but they still haven't gotten together or for that matter, they have gotten together, but they still haven't kissed yet or whatever. Um, you know, we see this in American media a lot with, uh, shows like new girl or, you know, uh, I I hate the show with a passion, but Big Bang Theory, you know, it's like- Do not get me started on Big Bang Theory. I will not get you started because I could also rant about how awful it is. (laughs) But my point being, they could have dragged this thing out. They could have, you know, kept on, you know, building character relationships and coupling and group dates and this, that. No, this is start to finish, solid comedy, doesn't do anything pervy or anything like that. Very wholesome um likable characters you know that you genuinely want to see the resolution and the resolution is there it is definitely my anime of the season hands down i loved tomo chan as a girl that is topping my top five for this season
0: okay well if you like rom-coms my anime of the season is also a romance but it is a fantasy romance And it's one that as I was watching the finale, there was a moment where there was a particular shot of animation and emotion where I said, this is very likely to be in my top 10. That in a season where we were a bit skeptical, all right, is anything going to get there? The magical revolution of the reincarnated princess and genius young lady. So just magical revolution. Oh my goodness. What a show. This is Mm. one that I've said... From early in the season, that I said this was really good, this was an overperformer. The last several episodes went above and beyond in multiple ways for their characters. That uh, Anis and, uh, uh, and Euphilia, just the two of them, their relationship, their interaction grew so genuinely and so strongly. And the challenges, the writing was good. The animation was good. Mm. And the way that the last arc of the season is handled was powerful. And this was another show. In 12 episodes, if you were to tell me this is the end of the story, I would Mm. say, I believe you, and it's fine. However, they have covered half of what is currently published in the light novels. Uh, I only looked far enough to... Confirmed that this covered like i said those first three of six as of now light novels and the way the ending narration went it very much left it open and said you know this was their story and it was all fine and good i would love to see a second season if i get to spend another 12 episodes with these characters in this world i would consider that a privilege at the same time if you end it here i would consider it a beautiful story there's you talk about getting the will they won't they you got your answer in this 12 episodes you there was no hesitation and what i appreciate frankly is yeah this is this is a yuri show they did not dance around it they did not mm. they did not infer they did not gloss over it they unabashedly went in on this and it was really really good like i said just The story, the characters, the animation, this is one that started good and became amazing. The Magical Revolution is one I will absolutely be eyeing for. Like, I don't want to say top five at this moment in time because there's still three-fourths of the year to go. This is one that I eyeball and say, compared to past years, this would be floating around the four to six spot.
1: I'm you gonna have to check it. that one out. Um, next season is stacked AF. Um, and so I'm kind of praying that, uh, you know, they let off the gas a little bit, uh, for the summer, but it does not seem like it this year, uh, as far as anime is concerned. Uh, that 2023 is shaping up to be an even bigger year for anime than 2022. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I can't wait to get into in a couple of weeks from now our first impressions, because like, oh, my God, if, if this season was any indication of how good anime is this year, next season is going to be even more of a freaking damn.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I will probably go and watch Tomo-chan because i will check out Magical how much you yeah too. that that'll be the trade that we make here i think
1: uh trading yeah. rom comps
0: <laughs> yeah cool well that's gonna do it that is the winter 2023 season some hits some misses some in-betweens some rants some feelings oh very
1: strong feelings were had yes. and they are quite agreeable in a lot of senses um Indeed, and but- uh, if you do disagree feel free to disagree in the discord
0: yeah give us your rants over there in the anime channel of the discord and be sure to follow like subscribe all that jazz here on twitch twitter facebook instagram tiktok and youtube and on youtube you can see the updated brand new trailer for Kokorono pro we actually have rj and mario right now at this very moment of broadcast in california at wrestlecon exhibiting Kokoro no Pro, which is super exciting. They're literally yeah. getting this game in front of the target demographic or at least part of the target demographic here. Uh, they have a really nice setup. They've been sending pictures in the Discord as well. I think they also have some out on social media. Really excited for them and the progress they've made on that game. If you'd like to check out some Digital Era Entertainment merchandise, you can get it at merch.streamelements.com slash Digital Era Entertainment. And you can check out our friends at Image Anime at imageanime.com. And use the code discount ship that is D E E S C O U N T S H I P for free shipping on in stock items that total hundred dollars or more. I will be back next week. Jace will not because you're going to be at Anime Boston, so have a good yep. time there. I'm going to figure out what we're going to do next week, and the week after that will be our initial impressions for Spring 2023. But maybe take this week in between to uh wrap up anything else that you need from this season or perhaps binge a show or two that you might have missed like i said uh, my recommendation our magical revolution that one is over on Crunchyroll. roll and jace's
1: was TomoChan. i think that's also on crunchy roll yep that is also on crunchy roll uh and if you have high dive check out uh, spy classroom and giant beasts of ars or
0: uh yeah spy classroom and lisa Lote would be my two picks uh, lisa from Lotte as well Yeah, those would be my picks from high dive. But yeah, that's gonna do it for us. So thank you so much for tuning in. Stay safe, stay sane, and we will see you next time on Digital Era
1: Twitch.